0: Hello and happy Friday. Hopefully everyone listening had a phenomenal week and you're closing out your phenomenal week with a phenomenal episode of Burgers and Brats. Got a lot to dive into. The MLB awards are out. The MVP, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, Cy Young, all of the awards have been announced and I'll be going through those Also, we got some big matchups in college football. A few ranked teams, especially in the Pac-12. It's going to be a great weekend in the Pac-12 for college football. And we've got Bedlam coming up this weekend, followed with some NFL on Sunday. A few good, highly anticipated matchups here to break all that down on the podcast. So before we get started, make sure you follow on any podcast. Platform Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcast at Burgers and Brats, and stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers and Brats. So, MLB awards are finally out. Start with a Rookie of the Year. No surprise here in the uh, AL, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, that man was phenomenal this season winning rookie of the year leading all rookies in home runs with 28 a b war of 6.0 f4 5.3 and 260 total bases he joined mike as the only players in al and in history with at least 25 home runs 25 stolen bases and 0. 0.800 ops in their rookie season in the al we got michael harris the second uh Winning, finishing twenty twenty two with nineteen home runs, twenty stolen bases, and a four point four offensive B WAR. Um, and he didn't even debut with the Braves until May twenty eighth. So, uh, it, the good, AL, good AL and NL Rookie of the Years, right there. Some good awards. Those guys are going to be stars in the future of the league. Uh, Manager of the Year awards. Those, I mean. No, I'm not really surprised here. I mean, this man has won it a few times. So they have the youngest roster in the AL. Um, he's from the AL Central. Uh, he, strong pitching, defense, small ball. Yeah, you guessed it. The Guardians' uh, Terry Francona earned AL Manager of the Year for the third time in 10 seasons. So... This Guardians team isn't playing very well, very young team. Hopefully they can get over the hump soon and maybe earn their, will, earn their way deeper into the playoffs, maybe a World Series berth. And then, uh, obviously, Buck Showalter for the Mets, one manager of the year in the National League. Mets had 101 wins. This was his first year with the club, so, and he was the first man, Mets manager to win the award. So all, all the Mets history. He's the first winner for the Uh, Mets. Well-deserved there. Disappointing into the season, but got a massive, uh, massive award there. Uh, The uh, Clemente Roberto Clemente Award, Justin Turner, named the winner of this. Uh, This award is bestowed to the player who best represents the game of baseball through extraordinary character, community involvement, philanthropy, and positive contributions on and off the field. And then the Hank Aaron Awards for the NL, the Paul Goldschmidt, and then for the AL, Aaron Judge, of course. And now let's move on to our Cy Young winners. So Justin Verlander, after missing the entire 2021 season, received a unanimous vote and became the fifth pitcher to win three or more Cy Young Awards and the fifth oldest pitcher to take home uh, the trophy. So Justin Verlander, and he got his first World Series win, uh, for game like his pitching wise. So, uh, congrats to Justin Verlander, future Yankee, and then in the National League, the 27 year old Sandy Alcantara unanimously also won the NLs and won the Cy Young. Uh, marriage, he led the majors in innings with 228 and twirling. Six complete games More than any other team this season So that man was balling. Uh, well-deserved rewards For the Cy Young And then in the MVP National League uh, Logging his best year of, of his career The veteran, the first baseman Paul Goldschmidt <coughs> Who also flirted with the, cripple tra- uh, flirted with the cripple tr- or Triple Crown I say that right um, and won his first NL MVP award, hitting 317 with 35 homers and 115 RBIs. Well, and the Cardinals took home the NL Central title. And then in the American League, no doubt about it, my man, the Judge, Aaron Judge, having uh, I mean, season just incredible season with 62 home runs, uh, also leading the majors in RBIs. 131 OPS, 1.1 in total bases, 391, and runs with 133. Led the league in all that and almost won the Triple Crown. So, Aaron Judge, the obvious MVP in the AL. So, those are the MLB awards. <coughs> I agree with pretty much all that. Uh, good, good award. It's always fun seeing those awards. I mean, one. Each set is released every night throughout the week. So uh, high anticipation they build that for uh, Major League Baseball. But good awards. I I agree with all those. Uh, It it was a fun season. Hopefully uh, an even better season next year. Hopefully a lot more teams start showing up, showing out. Uh, Maybe teams under the radar come up and see those players win these awesome awards in the 2023 season. So that is the... MLB uh, trophy breakdown. Now let's move into the college football season. Uh, We are in week 12. (coughs) Week 12 already of the college football season. Uh, The college football playoff rankings came out this past weekend with number one, Georgia, unanimous, I mean, pretty obvious, number two, Ohio State, three, Michigan, four, TCU, five Tennessee six two loss LSU and number seven USC so a little surprising maybe to some to see U or LSU um come all the way up to number six with two two losses but hey I mean though their two losses were a one-point loss to Florida State beginning of the year who is now ranked and then uh lost to Tennessee so uh not bad losses on the football year um, one loss, Clemson, coming in at number nine behind number eight, Alabama. A little surprising there because the Clemson's got, I think, four top 25 wins uh, on their record, on their resume. Alabama just, yeah, they've had last-second losses, but final play losses, but still loss is a loss. This Alabama team would be winning those, play, winning those games um, of the old Bama. Oregon drops six spots after a ranked loss at home to a trending Washington team, while UCLA, UCLA only drops four to a three-win Arizona team. That didn't really make much sense to me, <coughs> but um, it, I don't know. NC State still ranked after a after losing to Boston College, uh, and then North Carolina ranked number fifteen with at nine and one. So, I mean, there's bias in this league, uh, hyping up the ACC. Well, except for North Carolina, but (laughs) there are a few surprising rankings, but nothing too overwhelming. Like, what the heck is that? Why is that there? This weekend, we're not going to see much uh, from these ranked teams, from these top teams, because it's a bye week in the SEC where they play their cupcake game, Um at least most of them do. Georgia doesn't, but uh, most of the other teams do play their UMasses. But the Pac-12, you're, we're going to learn a lot this weekend because two, two ranked matchups, it's going to be fun in the Pac-12. Pac-12 after dark is going to be amazing this year. Uh, so let's dive into some of these games. Uh, number, we got number one Georgia at Kentucky. Kentucky starting off hot at the beginning of the season. One of my picks to maybe make it to the SEC championship game is now 6-4. and four. Will Levis, I mean, injured his hand and just hasn't been the same since. Only 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions on the year. While Stetson Bennett is having the best year, year of his career, <clears throat> especially with his completion percentage, almost 200 or 100 yards away from 3,000 yards. He's got only 14 touchdowns, though, 5 interceptions. Um, But this Georgia offense is third, and their defense is second. So it's hard to beat this Georgia team because they're just so complete on both sides of the ball. But Kentucky, who you thought would have more of a high-powered offense, 109th total in offense. Uh, Defense, though, top 20. So it's going to be a defensive-sided matchup. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. 22.5 points is the spread favoring Georgia, which is a lot um, the UK, your know, Kentucky's just falling off because of their injuries. I still think they are a tough team to beat. Uh, you Georgia, though, I mean, they they're a tough team to beat, obviously, because they are so good on both sides of the ball. Six players for Georgia have over one hundred rushing yards, and six players have ten catches on the year. So they are spreading the ball out. They are getting other players involved. And then last week, Kentucky gave up four hundred fifty uh, yards to Vanderbilt in a loss 17 to 20 loss georgia's just been dominating they had dominant win over florida uh tennessee mississippi state kentucky last few games just falling apart uh there there's only a third matchup ranked matchup of the season so uh kentucky's already had four they're two and two in those i I just think or I just think that Georgia is too dominant for this team for this Kentucky team, and they're going to go after Will Levis and shut him down. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs. Kentucky covers, but give me the Georgia Bulldogs in this matchup. And then let's head over to one of the Pac-12 games: Number 10 Utah at Number 12 Oregon. Uh, Oregon, or Utah is a two-point favorite in this game. Bo Nix, he's, he's playing Heisman-level football. 2,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, only five interceptions. That is a great ratio. I didn't play too well last week. That uh, kind of shut down. Uh, Utah, on the other hand, uh, Cameron Rising, he hasn't got his praise like he did last year. He's at 2,200 yards, just under 20 touchdowns. But he's not getting as much love uh, uh, as he did last year. And this this Utah team is complete. Uh, they are 22nd in both offense and defense. Uh, Bo Nix has this Oregon offense, 2nd in the nation. Where was this Bo Nix and Auburn, guys? Where was this guy on the plains? And he's got to be balling because you know why? Their defense is ranked 91st overall. Uh, this is going to be a fun game. Uh, Utah... Coming off putting up some points. I mean they had that big win over USC, did lose to UCLA earlier in the year. Oregon some big wins. Giving up some points defensively. Didn't did beat UCLA though, and then did lose to Washington last week in a touchdown game. I like what Dan Lanning's done. I like what Bo Nix is doing. Oregon is I mean, last week they lost at home, but they're still four and one at home. Utah is two and two on the road. Uh, give me give me Oregon in this one. Like, uh, give me the underdog. Usually, Oregon's not the underdog, but give me the Oregon Ducks in this football game. And then uh, let's go to the other game on the West Coast in California. Number seven, USC versus number sixteen, UCLA. USC a two and a half point favorite. Uh, you got you got Heisman contender the. Uh, Caleb Williams. Had him in my Heisman contender list uh, before the season started. He's got 3,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. Where was this Caleb Williams last year? 31 touchdowns, two interceptions? This man could easily be running away with the Heisman right now. That is an incredible stat line. He is playing great football because they have to. USC is 87th in defense, but they're 7th in offense. Lincoln Riley knows how to run that offense. They're putting up 42 points a game on the offensive side of the ball. But they have they had Travis Dye, who just under under 1,000 yards on the year, nine touchdowns. They only had 182 yards per game, but they lost Travis Die last week, and it is going to hurt them immensely because that is a great running back, and they have no run game whatsoever. Uh, they got the passing game. They got the receivers. They got their quarterback. They have no running game. So UCLA... Needs to shut down uh, Caleb Williams. If he has one to two turnovers, I think UCLA can win this game by a touchdown or more. Because they can capitalize. I mean, we thought this game would be a top ten matchup heading into the season. I mean, even just a few weeks ago. Last week, this should have been a top ten matchup. But um, UCLA lost a a bad loss to Arizona. Uh, This is going to be USC's toughest test besides Utah. Four of the last five wins for USC... Have been by one score or less, yeah, for the last five. Have been by one score or less, and they are giving up um, a ton of points. They are giving up twenty five points a game, so a lot of points. Uh, Pac twelve championship game is on the table for both of these teams. Still, <coughs> for sorry for this game, um, USC. Uh, They've they they've been playing great football. They've been playing good football, but I don't know if I can pick them in this game. USC's only they're zero and one in their only matchup versus top twenty five, and UCLA's two and one in their in their top twenty five matchups this year. UCLA six and one at home. UCLA not bad on the road three and one. DTR and Caleb Williams, man, these two guys are. Great fun to watch. Uh, and They both have their teams in the top seven in offense. Uh, UCLA is actually better in offense with the fifth ranked offense in the league. Um, I think they're going to try and do a lot of mixed rushing and passing, kind of keep the ball out of USC's hands because uh, they're effective at running the ball uh, and USC cannot stop the run. So I think they they kind of keep the ball in Charbonnet's hands and DTR's hands. And I think it's going. They kind of, they kind keep the keep the game clock moving. I mean, you know USC is going to score, um, but you know you're going to score. So I, it's going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. This was probably going to be the best game of the night. Um, whoever doesn't turn the ball over more wins this game because that is a wasted touchdown right there. Uh, it might come down to the last. Touch, and I think it might come down to the last possession of the game. Definitely the last two possessions. It's going to be a close, close game. And it's going to be so much fun to watch this California, these LA teams battle it out. But give me UCLA, like 42 to 38. It's going to be one of those kind of games. So um, <clears throat> give me the Bruins over the Trojans in that one. And then finally, let's head to our primetime game somehow number 22 Oklahoma State at Oklahoma OU a seven and a half point favorite despite being 500 on the year uh Bedlam in prime time what could be much better for this than what could be their last matchup uh for a long time while OU joins the SEC Dylan Gabriel and Spencer Sanders literally the exact same uh stat line 22 2200 yards 16 touchdowns and just one um just one interception difference between the two quarterbacks Spencer Sanders with one more this game is all about the running game Oklahoma has it the Eric Gray invite this man to New York he is balling there he's averaging 200 yards uh per game uh on the ground there this team is averaging 220 yards per game rushing the football and Eric Gray is a is a major part to do with this uh oklahoma offense 25th in the nation dylan gabriel when he's on he is on he is dime time for a reason but you see he's just sailing footballs can't hit the deep ball and that's why this oklahoma team is losing games because he cannot capitalize and he's throwing interceptions that is uh, a main reason this oklahoma team is five and five right now uh defensively yeah they're not good uh that's also a major part obviously 109th in the league, but Oklahoma State 121st in defense, so there is no defense in this game. Not a single-ounce shred of defense will be found in this game. Um, <clears throat> Oklahoma State uh, was a top-five team in defense last year. They are past 120th, so uh, not great. Uh, the only hope is maybe stop the run game where they are decent at uh, but it's going to be offense versus offense. Uh, Oklahoma just s- stopped the pass. <coughs> Oklahoma State hasn't been able to run the ball at all. They're only averaging 130 yards rushing uh, per game, which is not great offensively if you want to spread out the football and get the open up the passing game. And this Oklahoma State team is 1-3 and three on the road while uh, their last two losses, two of the last three losses, Their last two losses have been by a combined score of 16 to 85. 16 to 85 in their two losses. One was a shutout loss, 0 to 49. Um, Both just relying on their offense. And if there's no Spencer Sanders, there is no offense for this Oklahoma State football team. We saw that. He came in there, saved them from Iowa State last week. But he is not 100% healthy, but he will (coughs) start this game. Uh. Oh, uh, both teams have lost three of the last five games. So this is not usual bedlam territory. Both teams are coming in maybe one, or usually with one, maybe two losses. Um, OU's lost on a field goal in in both their losses, last two losses. Um, so I mean, both these teams are just not great uh, down the road or down the stretch. OU just can't have two plus turnovers. Uh, like they had versus uh, Baylor, where they gave the ball inside the their own uh, own 25. Find the deep ball with Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims dropped a few balls, but he's Marvin Mims. He's going to make up for it. Throw him the ball deep. Let him run under and catch it. Sanders won't be fully healthy. Well, I think it will be hard for him to find some deep balls. Uh, this Oklahoma defense is vulnerable, though. I mean, so is theirs. But you got to find pockets. you got to find perfect placements there. Um... <clears throat> OU just Keys of the game, feed Eric Gray Keep up the pace, tempo Don't outsmart yourself And just get turnovers Put the game away, you had your chances in the last few games Just to put this game away And you let the other teams come back and win um, OU owns this series 90-17-7 to It's not a rivalry And I think big brother, Oklahoma Wins this football game Bet on history, history is always on your side uh, give me thirty-seven twenty-nine. I could see thirty-seven thirty-two. Uh, random score like that. But give me the Oklahoma Sooners over the Oklahoma State Cowboys in this one. So those are the picks for college football this week. Let's move into on this day in history. Uh, Two thousand three. Sixteen-year-old Lionel Messi makes his official debut for FC Barcelona. Two thousand three, guys. Mm. This man has been balling for a while. Uh, 1824, New York City 5th Avenue opens for business. And then 2011, One Direction releases their debut album, Up All Night. Some bangers on that one, guys. If you only listen to One Direction, you're missing out. Miss the old, old One Direction. Uh, happy birthday, Rock Hudson. Sojourner Truth and Owen Wilson. Some great birthdays there. Uh, make sure you follow on any platform at Burgers and Brats, That's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora. Anywhere you get your music at Burgers and Brots. Stay up to stay with Lance Hughes on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers and Brots. Uh, now let's move on into the NFL Uh Great weekend in the NFL. The Eagles' perfect season comes to an end on a pretty cheap uh, give-up call or pretty cheap roughing the passer call, in my opinion, from Taylor Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. He goes down kind of awkwardly, not like an actual slide, and then he stands right back up. He starts standing right back up when the defender comes and just kind of barely taps him, hits him a little bit, but doesn't go full into him and just starts celebrating because he knows. So, I mean... He he knew that was coming. I, I, I think it was a cheap call to end the game because the way he went down and how he stood, he was starting to stand right back up. The whistle hadn't even blown until the defender was already launching toward Heineke, and the defender pulled up and pulled off uh, just a little before. So I thought that was uh, an awful way to, for the Eagles to end their perfect season. Cowboys blow a 14-point lead in Green Bay. Uh, just can't capitalize you're at 14 points in the second half you got to win that game justin fields 304 total yards and four touchdowns versus the lions in a loss dustin Fields, man he's been like the number one quarterback in the last five weeks he is balling uh, vikings continue winning versus the bills just an incredible uh victory this past uh weekend where the vikings stunned the bills thought that game was over fumble turned into overtime uh just awesome game to watch <clears throat> Tua, still an MVP candidate? Is he an MVP candidate? Yes. They are balling in Miami. And then, um, why does Nathaniel Hackett still have a job? I don't know. I ask myself that every day. Just waiting for the day he gets fired. Uh, Raiders, very bad. And they're going to have to keep Josh McDaniels for two years because they do not have enough money to let him go and bring in someone else. I think we learned this past weekend also that the 49ers are still contenders. You got Debo Skinner. CMC, Mitchell, Jimmy G, uh, Bosa. You got all these great players. I think the 49ers are contenders in the Super Bowl. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, that that's the past weekend in the NFL, my top five for this week. Uh, number five, I've got the Giants. Um, still winning. Still looking pretty good. The four, I got the Dolphins. Three, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, these two you could probably switch um either way number two i got the philadelphia eagles and then number one i got the minnesota vikings icy cousins uh coming in at number one so those are my top five in the nfl now let's move into the nfl week 11 pick them uh the bears at atlanta yeah we're picking this game atlanta a three-point favorite in this one uh both team or both quarterbacks, twelve touchdowns, seven interceptions, so pretty even right there. Mariota, seventeen hundred yards. Justin Fields, fourteen hundred yards. He's also their leading rusher with just under 800 with six touchdowns. Um this Chicago team is first in the league in rushing yards. They are thirty-second in the league in passing yards. So uh evens itself out right there. Uh, it, it's going to be a run-heavy game because, I mean, Atlanta's fourth in rushing yards per game and they are 30th in passing yards per game. So this is going to be a run-heavy game. <clears throat> both offenses, not great. Um, and both defenses, middle of the pack. Atlanta actually, second to last defense in the league. So this is going to be an awful game to watch if you love offense. <laughs> not fun. Uh, both teams... Uh, Bears one and four away from home. That's not great. That is not good. They're one and four in their last five games. Falcons two and three in their last five. Uh, it's it's not, not. This game will not be uh, one that you tune in to watch offense. You just want to tune in maybe to watch Justin Fields go on this historic run. He is balling like Michael Vick right now. Give me the Bears in this one. Why not? Give me the Bears over the Falcons. No reasoning. Just Justin Fields is playing good. Uh, and then let's go to the um, AOC East. We got the New York Jets six and three versus the Patriots five and four. Patriots, a three and a half point favorite. Patriots did win this matchup earlier in the season. Can the Jets finally beat the Patriots, guys? Like, when is that gonna happen? Uh Zach Wilson, four touchdowns. Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, guys. Both have four touchdowns on the year. <coughs> Jets relied heavily on Brees Hall uh, before he went down with his injury, so that was a tough loss there. But the Jets just got that huge win versus the Buffalo Bills uh, while New England uh, just beat the Jets two weeks ago, beat the Colts. Pretty bad team, but did lose to the Bears. This game is pretty much a pick New York Jets have beat the Dolphins. They beat the Packers. They're 4-0 on the road. Patriots only 2-2. and uh both teams four and one in their last five. I i I think this is gonna be a toss up game where you're just like, I don't know. I'll just I'll just pick them. They are even. They are pretty much cons- consistently even in offense and defense. It's just gonna come down to if Zach Wilson can make the throws and Mac Jones can make the throws. And then <clears throat> uh how much are the Jets gonna let Ramon J. Stevenson run all over them? I think that Jets' defense has been playing very well. Uh, One of the top defenses in the league. Or one of the middle packs, but still putting up great fantasy numbers. Uh, Give me the Jets in this one. I'll take both underdogs. Why not? I'll take both underdogs so far. Give me the Jets. Uh, And then Sunday Night Football, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. er, Kansas City, a five-point favorite. Uh, Mahomes. (coughs) <coughs> what can you say? He's been balling. Just under three thousand yards. He'll have over three thousand yards after this game. Twenty-five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Justin Herbert, twenty-four hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns. When is Herbert gonna start getting some of this hate uh, that these other young quarterbacks have been getting? Because I mean, this team hasn't won their division. Er, they haven't won their division. They haven't really gone. They haven't gone far in the playoffs. I don't know if they've made the playoffs, but. <clears throat> they're still a good team. Got to get Eckler involved. Didn't get Eckler involved much last week uh, in their uh, <clears throat> in their loss to the 49ers. That's kind of why they, they got that loss. Just involve Eckler. Kansas City sec- second on offense. Mahomes is the number one quarterback in passing in the league. Average defense. Chargers average offense and average defense. <clears throat> Kansas City's putting up the first first uh, the most points in the league at 30 a game, uh, while the Chargers are only putting up twenty-two, so that's a full eight points difference. That's a touchdown and two point difference there. While um the Chiefs are giving up three points less in the defensive side of the football. I think this is going to be a a fun game to watch, especially in the first half. I think second half, maybe fourth quarter, is when well the Chiefs finally pull away. But I think the Chiefs uh get this win. Um, but it, it should be a fun game to watch Mahomes versus Herbert. I, I think it's gonna be awesome. And I give me the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. And then uh, game of the week, maybe for some, the boys, the Dallas Cowboys, head to Minnesota. Uh, it's not a prime time game, so this um, this is gonna favor Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but not in Vegas's eyes, because the Cowboys are one and a half point favorites. <clears throat> Minnesota seven straight wins, including their win last week in overtime versus the Buffalo Bills. Kirk Ball and Cousins twenty three hundred yards. He only has fourteen touchdowns, eight interceptions, so not a great ratio right there. But Justin Jefferson, player play of the play of the century, catch of the century on that fourth down. Justin Jefferson thousand yards receiving already, four touchdowns only though. And then you got CeeDee Lamb on the other side of the ball with 706 yards five touchdowns so Ceedee lamb get his due diligence get his case for a receiver of the year because he has put up great numbers especially when a cooper rush as his quarterback uh it's going to be offense versus defense i mean these two teams are these two teams off even evenly stacked Two minnesota not great on defense i think dallas cowboys can expose this offense as long as Dak is um playing great football like we know he can if Dallas can get to this lead, they've got to sustain it. They can't be giving up these leads because Minnesota, like we saw, can come back. Uh, They'll put the pedals in the middle give the ball to Justin Jefferson. Let Icy Cousins cook. Uh, This game is going to be great to watch, too. Uh, It's it's going to be a back-and-forth game. I don't see many stops in this game. I think score after score, uh, you'll see a random stop. Maybe a random interception from Dak or Kirk Cousins, but I think it's going to be score after score. Give me the Minnesota Vikings eight wins in a row. Yeah, give me the Vikings in this one. Four and zero oh at home. Cowboys only two and two on the road. Um, five and zero in the last five and zero oh in their last five. Three and two in their last five for the Cowboys. So, give me Minnesota and Cousins at home over the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's share my burger. Move into the final segment. Who would I share my burger and a brat with? Going to be sharing it with the University of Virginia football players who were killed this week uh, in a in the gun violence. Uh, Lavelle Davis Jr., the receiver for UVA, defensive end linebacker Deshaun Perry, and receiver Devin Chandler, uh, all of Virginia football. Uh, sad to see the passing of just three great athletes who had a much a great future ahead of them and. Uh, hopefully could have made uh, even further into the pros and further their college careers so uh, share my brought with the victims of the gun violence in Virginia uh, get, sending prayers out to their families and everyone who knew them and the Virginia football team so share my brought with uh, those three players so uh, thank you all for listening hopefully your team wins this week hopefully you guys just listened to a great podcast Burgers and Brats, guys, check me out. Any platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Music, Breaker, anywhere. At Burgers and Brats, that's Burgers, Ampersand, Brats, and stay up date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. At Burgers and Brats. Have a good weekend. Boomer Sooner.